0: Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Um,
1: We're going to talk about the saving resurrection, the saving resurrection. Amen. So let's pray. (laughs) Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. I pray none of me but all of you. I pray that you think through my mind, think through. Um, um, speak through my lips, pray for supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people, Grant unto your people, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding may be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling. What are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards them that believe? Say, Father, I receive, receive. give me ears to hear, hear. eyes to see, see. and a heart that is receptive. receptive. I'll never be the same. I'll never ever be the same. same. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. 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 So we're going to talk about the saving resurrection. It's going to be one of the shortest messages that I've I've ever preached. Um, So the cross is necessary um, to save anyone who... Anyone who wants salvation, the salvation of God, must go to the cross. Um, not them, the self being crucified, but we must believe that the crucifixion actually took place, that Jesus actually died on a cross, and that he, his blood was shed for all of us. We must believe in the real Jesus, not the fake one. <laughs> Jesus uh, lived a real life and died a real death this is requirement for salvation. Salvation requires understanding that we are sinners and in need of the Savior. I mean, no, we need Jesus. It's not even an option. You know, um, I don't even like to say, have you re- accepted Jesus? Have you received him? To receive him is to, with all your heart, grab hold of him, believe that he existed, and receive the finished work, Apply it to your life. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. So we got to believe in the resurrection in order to be saved. Without no resurrection, there is no Christianity. Amen. And so we, we must believe that. Believing that Christ died on an old rugged cross similar to this one. Not just for the sins of the world, but for your personal sins. How many know that we have some personal sins? And He is a personal Jesus. (laughs) Amen. Uh, We must believe that He died on the cross for the sins of others, but specifically for us. Until you believe that, you'll never experience the salvation of the Lord. People say that. Um, people say, um, casually, I believe that Jesus died for the, for on the cross for, our, for the sins of the world, but until they realize that we are sinners and we have offended God through our actions, that there is no saving. There won't be no true salvation that the Bible promises to those in Christ. The cross is necessary just in, not just in general, as a part of God's plan, but it is necessary as a part of your very own salvation and deliverance from sin and death. The cross is offensive. It was offensive to the Romans. Romans, it was the execution of the day. It was the worst death that anyone could die It was an execution for murderers, rebels, and those who committed the worst crimes. And here's Jesus, the innocent one, the only one of Israel being placed on the cross. This cross was also offensive to Jews. Anyone who hung on the cross was under the curse of God. This is why Jesus was crucified outside of Jerusalem. Jesus became a curse for us according to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Christ became a curse for us. He was cursed by God so that his people can receive the blessing of God. What a wonderful exchange. Jesus died a God-forsaken death on a God-cursed cross. Matthew 27, verse 24, 46 and 1 Peter 2:24 tells us this: To understand a curse and the punishment of our sins is to understand how valuable we are to God. That He would He would send His own Son to die in our place. To understand to, and to understand what took place at the cross. Not only is the cross offensive to the Jews, but also to us today. Most of us have a high opinion of ourselves. I didn't get too many amens on that. <laughs> Uh, I have some bad news is you're not good. You're not okay. (laughs) We're not okay. We are wretched individuals who are nothing without the Savior. (laughs) This is why the cross is offensive to us. The cross says that we are unrighteous. It says that we are sinners. It says that we have not upheld the laws of God. The cross says it's not nece- it's, it's, that it was necessary for Jesus to be crucified and was because of the sins of humanity. We've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. And this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The cross says we are helpless. It says that we cannot go to heaven on our own strengths and merits. Nothing that we can do can earn our place with God. <laughs> Man that's 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 bad news <laughs> But the good news is that Christianity is, a different, is different from any other religion. We cannot earn our place in God. We cannot obtain eternal life without his, his total help. But the death of Christ on the cross proves the helplessness of humanity. The cross says we are helpless and hopeless. It shows that sin deserves the wrath and the curse of God. It proves that without Christ, sinners will perish for their sins. Every sin deserves a hell of suffering. And no one wants to be told that they're helpless and helpless and unrighteous. Therefore, the cross is offensive to us because most people are convinced that on their own, they're basically good. The cross is a warning that we are dead in our sins. And it announces that we cannot help ourselves, that without Christ, we are without hope. But the good news is that it's through Jesus. Jesus died a vicarious death that he took our place even when we didn't want him. He stretched his hand out to us. Calling us to the Father that anyone who will call upon him can be saved. Anyone who he see, God is the judge of the guilty and he's the justifier of the guilty. Glory to God. It is through Jesus that we have this wonderful salvation. Jesus is the one who was the ransom for many. Not, not everyone will be ransomed from the wrath of God, but the offer is to everyone. Amen. Jesus says, Whosoever will come, let him come. Come with humility of heart. Come like a kingdom kid. (laughs) It says, I need the Savior. (laughs) That I, you know, I need, the door is wide open as Bruno wrote that song, (laughs) edited by Miss Phyllis. (laughs) The door is wide open for anyone to come. And today is the day of salvation. Amen. Amen. Let me leave you these four points. Amen. The resurrection is important because without it, we cannot be saved. First Corinthians. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And let's look at verse 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17 says this. It says, if Christ has not been risen or has not been raised, your faith, is, your faith is futile, and you are, you're, you're still in your sins. There are some who believe that Christ wasn't raised from the dead. Let's look at verse 12. It says, now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some say that there's no resurrection of the dead? But if there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. Your faith is in vain. We are even found to be misrepresenting God because we testify about, the God, that God, about God that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if it is true that the dead is not raised. But if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you're, you're still in your sins. So it is the resurrection. It is, it is God flexing his power raising Christ up from the dead, that the Bible says in Psalm that God would not leave his holy one, his, his body in, in, in hell to see corruption. So without the resurrection, there is no salvation. It's one thing to believe in the historical Jesus, and most scholars will believe that Jesus actually was a real person. But it's another thing to believe in the resurrection. It is the demonstration of God's power in its fullness. God flexed his power. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 1. I love when kids start preaching with me. (laughs) You know, at least I got a one amen. (laughs) Ephesians chapter (laughs) 1. And let's look at verse 19. This is the prayer that we've got finished praying. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us to believe? According to the working of his great power or great might, that he worked in Christ. Everybody say, he worked in Christ. When he raised him from the dead, seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So we see that verse 20 says, he worked in Christ when he raised Jesus from the dead. The same power, the power that created the earth raised Christ from the dead. Amen. Amen. And my last focus, well, actually two more, is the same, the resurrection is important because it's the source of our resurrection. It is the source of our resurrection. Because he got up, we're going to get up. Amen. 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 I like to put, liken it to a power strip. So we got the power strip, but the main, main plug is Jesus. And when God raised Christ up from the dead, we likewise was raised from the dead. That same power, that same power that raised Christ from the dead dwells on the inside of us. Amen. Let let me give you this scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, chapter 11. It says this. Romans 8, chapter 11. It says, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, King James says, if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he shall dwells in you, he shall quicken your mortal bodies. One day he's going to quicken our bodies and make our bodies alive. There's a promise that Jesus' blood not only took care of our sins and not only took care of our, our sickness and disease and poverty, but it also reached up into that next world. And gave, and gave us a brand new body. Yeah. Amen. Amen. A yeah. wrinkle-free body. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Free from pain and sickness and, and I can have my hair back. <laughs> uh, free from all, all under the curse. Yeah. So that brand new body is coming. Yes. <laughs> Amen. 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 And my last Amen. my last point is this. Amen. Romans 4. <laughs> Romans 4. Hallelujah. Verse 25. The resurrection is important. It is the saving resurrection because it is the reason why we are justified. Let's go to Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Romans chapter 4, verse 25 says this. Uh, Let's start at verse 23. But the words, it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but for ours also. Talking about Abraham. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised from the dead Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our, what, trespasses, and was raised for, what, our justification. Justification is a very big word. It's a big word that you need to understand. The whole gospel is based on justification. It is God declaring the guilty as been just just as if they have never sinned. Amen. Amen. We've been justified. Verse 5, chapter 5, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been justified. We've been just as if, if we never sinned. Before Adam and Eve ever fell, they stood before God sinless. And if you are in Christ, you and I stand sinless before God. Glory to God. And then when you do mess up, you have an advocate with the Father who says, wait a minute, I died for them, My blood was shed for them. So when they confess their sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and treat us as if we've never sinned. Glory to God. Glory to God. Justification. We've been justified by His blood. We've been cleansed. And God looks at us and deals with us according to Christ's righteousness. Amen. Amen. My last point is this. Um, I said this last week. If you're driving in a car and I'm, I'm coming by to pick you up and I just committed a murder, I'm picking you up. Now, I don't know what the laws is today, but back in my day, we was driving in a car, and you got in a car with somebody who committed a crime, you were guilty by association. And because we were born into a world of sin, we are guilty by the association of Adam's sins. And God deals with us outside of Christ according to Adam's sin and our sins. But when we get born again, now we switch drivers. So Jesus is the driver for the believer. And so when God pulls Jesus over, he sees Jesus' righteousness. And his righteousness has been imputed unto us. And he treats us as if we've never sinned. He treats us according to the righteousness of Jesus. That is the good news. And that is why the resurrection has saving power. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. If you're here today, every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here today, you say, Pastor Wayne, I hear what you've said. I've heard what you said, and I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to receive him. I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to receive this Jesus that you talked about. I want to be justified just as if I've never sinned. You may say, I've been backslidden. I've walked away from Christ, but I want to come back home. If that's you, I want you to be bold and brave enough to raise your hand and say, that's me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to rededicate or reaffirm my faith in Christ. Is there one? Is there one? God bless you. Is there one? Say, Say this prayer with me. For those who, 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 who was kind of bashful or raising their hand, we're going to say it together. There's no magic in the prayer, but only faith in God. And prayer is a way in which we release our faith. So say, Father God, I come boldly to you based on the blood of Jesus. I confess that I need Jesus. I believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus died in my place. I believe that you raised Christ from the dead on the third day, and I receive his saving works in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer and mentored with your heart for the first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. You can holler.
0: That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732 324 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Grand Cocos, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. God bless you.